0: The opinions voiced in Money Night with Way Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Money Night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.
1: You know, hope is not a strategy, and and hoping things work out typically doesn't end well for most people. You know, at the bare bones minimum, you know, you need some basic planning just to make sure that you're not getting to a situation where 10 years from now, you run out of money.
0: It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman.
2: Wade, great to talk to you again here on the Money Night Podcast. I am Ben George. He's Wade Chessman. And we're going to go through false hope. We're going to make sure your retirement is not based around false hope, that you're not clinging to this false sense of security in terms of your retirement readiness. And we'll do that on today's topic. But Wade, I was scrolling around your website a little bit, chessmanwealth.com. If you haven't visited that, I recommend it. There's a ton of resources on the website. But I always clicking around and I came up, you know, I was on your tool section. You have the Secure Act RMD calculator. Is that something you've always had up there? Or did did you just add that? I know the Secure Act's new, so it's got to be pretty new, but I feel like this is something you just added recently.
1: Yeah. It's something that we added right, you know, when the CARES Act came out, we uh, jumped on it and got that on there. It's just all right. You know, the idea of getting timely information to you that you can use, and that's certainly something that people have had a lot of questions about. So, yeah, thanks for noticing that. You know, that's one thing we pride ourselves on is being, you know, trying to be proactive and getting that information out there. I know we did a whole uh, podcast on the SECURE Act, but yeah, people have kind of, it's kind of out of the news right now, but it's still affecting people, you know, all this year. You know, they just came out with some new rules recently about folks that have taken their RMDs and there's a way to go back and roll those back in and kind of undo them. So, Yeah that something relatively new that we're putting on there, but we're always looking to add new content that will help you guys make smart choices with your money.
2: Yeah. You'll find that under the, under the tools tab at the top, but you can put in the, the inherited account amount, your age, uh, your estimated rate of return, and you can calculate it to get an idea of, uh, of your withdrawals. And you know, the secure act was, is crazy because when the year started, that was like the big, the big topic. We thought, that would be one of the biggest conversations you'd have throughout the year because of all mm-hmm. the changes. But, you know, six months later, seven months later, it's just like on the back burners you mentioned, like nobody's really talking about it, but it's still a big deal.
1: Right. We don't talk about anything but the coronavirus. Yeah. One. Apparently no one's doing anything else in the world. <laughs> it seems that way. Sure.
2: What a year. So, what a year 2020 has been. What a well, year.
1: I'm ready for it to be over, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess you got to be careful what you hope
2: for. Yeah, exactly. Well, Maybe hopefully.
1: Next year it might be crazier. Oh, man,
2: please don't talk like that way. I can't. I, yeah. I don't know that anybody's ready, <laughs> prepared for that. But today's topic is, is on false hope. And, you know, we often find that people are clinging to certain ideas or beliefs that end up giving them a, a sense of false hope about where they stand in terms of retirement. And it's a very dangerous position to be in because nobody wants to go into retirement and then realize, hit that realization that, oh boy, I'm not as in good a shape as I expected. So we're going to explore some of the faulty thinking that ultimately leaves people underprepared for retirement. And let's start with this one, Wade, when you're talking about a false sense of hope. Yeah, okay. you know, the idea is that you know once you once you you'll be ready to retire as long as you hit that certain number. So you might say a million dollars, let's say. Once I hit that, I'm good to go. But that could be a, a real problem, right? Right, because what's
1: it based on? I mean, that could be the number, but it may not be. You have to take into account what are your goals, what are your objectives, what about inflation, what about rate of return, withdrawal rates, things like that. So I hear that a lot. Well, I need to get to this number. Well, okay, it's a good place to start. But if you actually put pen to paper to make sure that that's really going to get you to where you want to be. So yeah, I'd say instead of focusing
2: on the number, make sure you're on the right track to achieve your objectives. When you look at retirement planning and and figuring out where you stand and and what kind of shape you're in, you always got to figure out the retirement income needs. I mean, that's a big part of figuring out your retirement, right? So the belief that a lot of people have is that when they get into retirement once you've uh, stopped working your income needs are going to drastically decrease
1: is that right well usually especially at the beginning of retirement i don't that's not necessarily always the case a lot of times spending will stay about the same maybe even go up because that's when people want to do things they want to travel they want to see their grandkids they want to do things maybe they hadn't they'd been putting off you know some of their hobbies and things like that so Not necessarily. I think it's really important that you have an understanding of what your expenses will be. That's an issue I see all the time. So, you know, tell me, you know, what kind of income do you need in retirement? Uh, Well, I don't really know. Well, how much are you spending now? I don't really know. Uh, So (laughs) it helps to get a handle on that before you retire so it doesn't come as a surprise. Now, as we get older in our 80s and 90s, a lot of times we'll see activity drop off. Maybe spending will go down. But even then, you know, that spending may be replaced with health care costs and things like that. So I would say that it's not necessarily true that your income will go down when you retire. Certainly not drastically. I'd say let's really figure it out so you're not kind of guessing.
2: Yeah, I would would guess that, you know, assuming that, I mean, that's kind of like assuming best case scenario, right? That that your income is going to drop and you'll be in better shape. So. Now kind of leaning on that seems like it could put you in a very delicate position. The third one is about inheritances. And <clears throat> I don't know how often you you deal with people, way that uh, go into retirement thinking that, you know, any kind of shortfalls they might have, they'll be able to make it up with an inheritance that maybe they're expecting to receive from a family member. But mm-hmm. what kind of advice would you give somebody that, that might uh, have this idea?
1: I mean, it, sometimes it can be a factor that you put in your plan. What I find is a lot of people just Try not to count on it. I mean, you know, look at my own parents. If my mom was counting on her parents leaving her an inheritance so that she could retire comfortably, well, guess what? Her parents are still alive, and they're mid-90s. She's in her 70s, so it really wouldn't have worked out for her too well. So sometimes you just can't tell. I mean, uh, I know, you know, my great-grandmother was 104 or something like that. My grandparents are still alive you know, my mom's in good health. So if if I'm counting on something like that, then I'm in trouble. So I would just say that unless you have some kind of foreknowledge of what's about to happen, then I would not count on that as a a way of retirement. That's not a great strategy. Um, It certainly could play into it, but I wouldn't count on it as, hey, I'll have this. I don't have to do anything on my own. Well, you never know. That person could, people you're counting on, they could live a long time. They could have to spend down their money.
2: You just can't count on it. Right. That makes a lot of sense. A lot of it could go wrong if you assume that for sure. Uh, there are people that don't believe in planning necessarily, Way that's the honest truth of the matter. Yep. And they just kind of th- like to approach life and just wing it, right? They just mm-hmm. think they can figure out just about anything. And that's the case with reti- retirement. They think, look, once I get into it, and uh something maybe goes wrong or whatever happens i'll figure it out i'll make a. will figure out a way to make it work i'll cut spending i'll do whatever i need to do but how is that approach uh why or why is that approach going to get you in trouble potentially
1: well i don't even start on this one because i mean, because, <laughs> I mean <laughs> you know hope is not a strategy and and just kind of hoping things work out typically doesn't end well for most people you know at the bare bones minimum You know, you need some basic planning just to make sure that you're not getting to a situation where 10 years from now you run out of money. And, you know, sometimes we do see that people that have didn't really think it through. They end up spending too much money and then they get to a point where they're drastically, well, just they're not in a good spot. So I would say this idea of just hoping it'll work out. Um, That's kind of like, you know, if you want to lose 10 or 15 pounds and just hoping it'll work out as you go to eat pizza and all that every night, (laughs) it's not going to (laughs) happen. Most things in life do not happen if you just kind of hope they'll they'll work themselves out. Yeah, that's least goals and things like that that you want to achieve. I mean, I guess every once in a while you'll, you know, hit a winner. But most of the time it does require planning of some type to get to where you want to be.
2: Right. Well said. All right. Let's close it out on this note. Um, something that'll give you maybe some false hope. Yeah, if you ever looked in your 401k statement or any of your, your retirement account statements, you've probably seen some type of income estimate that gives you an idea of what your account expects you to do, uh, your provider expects you to do, where they expect you to maybe be when you get to retirement. But that assumption, I mean, can you rely on that at all? Does that give you any? kind of general idea of where you are? Can it be all over the place? Well, I think it's better than nothing.
1: At least it gives you an idea, but I would definitely take that and do a little more detailed analysis of what that is. That's just a basic, that's a very basic calculation just to give people an idea of what things may look like. But I wouldn't take it as gospel. I would go and take into account your other sources of assets and income and do a more comprehensive look at your situation, I wouldn't rely on that as my one barometer of success. It's maybe something to look at. Kind of like if you're flying a plane, and you've got all these different dials. That may be one of the dials, but it's not the most important one. You've got to put it into context of everything else. So, so I see why they do it. It's better than nothing, but I wouldn't rely on that by itself for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, all, all five of these items could give you potentially false hope and a false sense of security before you head into retirement. But really the the true way to to understand where you stand and to have a firm grasp on whether or not you're prepared and when you, when you can retire, when you can retire comfortably is by building a plan. And you want to rely on a qualified professional to do that and help you with that. Wade and his team at Chessman Wealth Strategies can do that for you. If you have an idea of, of something you want to work on, or you maybe never planned before, a lot of people haven't planned before, you know, you can do so uh, by reaching out to way at chessmanwealth.com, or you can call them at 214-572-2120. Because I guess, Wade, if anybody is leaning on any of these beliefs, uh, you know, or false sense of hope, you know, the the best case is to sit down with somebody that can actually take you through each one of these items and help you truly understand where you are.
1: All right. Yeah. Don't rely on those as, you know, Come and talk and let's figure it out together. There's no reason to do this alone. Virtually or in person, right? Whatever you prefer. Virtually or in person. <laughs> we have, you know, we'll do both. We have masks here. So, you know, we whatever it's important, whatever you feel comfortable with.
2: Very good. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right. Now let's go to the mailbag as we wrap up this episode of the Money Night Podcast. And we go to a question from Cheryl. She sent it in at ChessmanWealth.com. She writes, my husband wants to pay off either our house or our rental property just so that we'll have something paid off. We have enough money in our money market account to pay off one of them, but I prefer seeing a lot of money in that account just in case we need it for something. So who's right?
1: Who's right? Let's see. (laughs) I'd say both of you.
2: (laughs) Good Uh, Good answer.
1: Well, because, you know, it doesn't have to be binary thinking. It doesn't have to be all or nothing thinking. There's something to be said about having cash available. You don't want to be asset rich and cash poor, right? All your assets tied up in your real estate can't get to it. So if you need some cash for something that comes up, that could be problematic. On the other hand, you know, how much is too much, right? And the idea of having your house paid off or your rental property paid off, even though financially, some people might say, well, you don't need to do that. There's something to be said. We've talked about this before. And when you borrow money, you become a slave to the lender. There's something psychological about having debt, even house debt. So I'd say maybe instead of taking all the money and paying down one of us, maybe take some of it and make a big slug down on it. But then that helps your husband feel like, hey, we're paying some debt off. As that cash continues to build back up, do it again. And eventually, he'll have one of those paid off. That would be my advice.
2: It's good advice. And that's a great question as well. Uh, yeah, a great question. Cheryl, I, I know a lot of, I'm sure a lot of spouses aren't always on the same page, right? Wade, <laughs> when it comes to finance. Yeah, I
1: mean, there's, that's right. That's what makes it work sometimes.
2: right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, well, look, we appreciate the question there. And if you ever have one, anything on your mind, send it in chessmanwealth.com or you can call Wade Wade's office 214-572-2120. And don't forget, if you ever have anything on your mind, you might be able to answer some of those questions on Wade's website. He's got a bunch of free resources. You'll see him right there on the front of the website when you log on and uh, a lot of things that can help you with your financial planning. But the key is to have a plan. That is the key. You don't want to be relying on a false sense of hope in terms of, re- of your retirement readiness. So Wade, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the conversation. Look forward to talking to you again here in a couple weeks. Thanks, Ben. Talk to you soon.